Welcome to the Leadership Insights Podcast, the podcast that takes you on a journey into the world of leadership, offering a deep dive into the minds of accomplished leaders from various fields around the world. I'm your host, Amanda Jane, originally from the north of Ireland and now living in beautiful Cheshire, England. Together, we'll explore the strategies, experiences, and wisdom that have shaped these incredible leaders into the visionaries they are today through solo episodes and interviews. I'm a leadership and communications coach myself, and I'm passionate about promoting a coaching culture in the workplace, as well as empowering leaders to flourish personally and thrive professionally. Whether you're a seasoned executive, an aspiring leader in business, or someone simply fascinated by the art of leadership, each episode will provide valuable insights, practical tips, and inspiring stories. So get ready for a dose of motivation, innovation, and leadership brilliance on the Leadership Insights Podcast, brought to you by amandajane.co.uk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Leadership Insights Podcast. And this episode is definitely going to be a lively one. I've got Alison Grass with me, and she is the Spiritual Biz Witch. Hello, Alison. Hi, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for joining me. And you are a business coach and marketing mentor. So tell me more about that. Yeah, so I didn't start off actually as a business coach or marketing mentor. I started off as a spiritual life coach. And turns out that I'm really good at uh, the things that you need to be good at to build a mm-hmm. profitable business. So I used to have other spiritual coaches, healers, light workers reaching out to me all the time like, hey, can you help me build my business? Can you help me expand my business? And so there were, there was born the spiritual biz witch. So I work with uh, rebellious, anti-establishment, spiritual coaches, healers, and service-based female entrepreneurs to help them build irresistible, iconic brands. That is a big achievement. Irresistible, iconic brands. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. And I know you on social media and definitely iconic is a word I would use to describe you. (laughs) So do you have a favorite motivational song? So I really reflected on what is my favorite motivational song because I kind of go through phases where I binge certain songs or bands and I love all sorts of music. But right now I'm really into melodic progressive house EDM music and there's this uh, musician Lane 8 and he has this song Road and this is always a go-to for me because I was listening to this song a lot in 2021 when I quit my nine to five so whenever I hear this song it takes me back to this very high vibrational time that was filled with like a lot of excitement and new beginnings so it always just kind of puts me in a really positive energy space. I love that. I love that you can listen to a song go straight back to that point in time when it had such meaning for you. I don't know that song. I will check that out. And do you have a favorite motivational quote? I do. It's a bit of a philosophical or spiritual quote. And, you know, I'm a business coach, so but it's it's not really oriented to business as much as it is the human condition. And it starts off by saying, if there is to be peace in the world, there is to be peace in the nations. And if there's to be peace in the nations, there must be peace in the cities. If there's to be peace in the cities, there must be peace between neighbors. If there's to be peace between neighbors, there must be peace in the home. And if there's to be peace in the home, there must be peace in the hearts by Lao Tzu. 
Zhu, um, the philosopher behind the Tao Te Ching. And I love this because I think, you know, sometimes we look at the world around us and we feel so helpless that we can't do more. But I think that one of the most important things that we can do as citizens of this earth is work on our own compassion and heart. And I think just by being a bit more loving, that in itself has like a really direct ripple throughout the collective consciousness. Yeah, that that is so profound. I've not heard that before, but it's really it just reached me when you as you said that that that's incredible wow thank you for that but you're right you do feel so helpless and especially with what's going on in the world at the moment I have to not watch the news anymore because it's so overwhelming and it doesn't mean that I don't care it's just it's so bad but we have to we're all compassionate human beings and, and the world at the moment is a scary place but just to have begin with the small steps and be a bit more kind a bit more a bit more compassionate I really like that thank you a favorite book and this might be tricky because a lot of people can't narrow it down to a favorite book so in a natural juxtaposition here of going from something deep and philosophical we're gonna switch gears here and be like I love a good murder mystery (laughs) (laughs) so do I (laughs) I love where you just can't turn like put the book down you know uh gone girl that yeah. stri- those are the types of books that I really love to read yeah me too and you know I, I love a good thriller and the reason for that is because in your work you're so busy work 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 I love complete and utter escapism that occupies my brain so and if you've ever noticed no work thoughts creep in when you're busy trying to work out who the murderer is <laughs> <laughs> no and I don't know. Like I work in self-development, personal development as a coach and healer. So you might think I would love to read self-help books, but I don't, I don't like, that's what I'm doing all day. I just want to, yeah, just sink into some, like, (laughs) did it, who did it energy. No, I think that's brilliant. We all have different facets. I try, I do like self-help books. So I try to be disciplined. So I, I alternate them. So I'll have I'll have one on the go, and then I'll I'll read a um a good juicy murder, and then I'll, I'll read a self help book, um. But yeah, you've always got to have that little bit of escapism. No, thank mm-hmm. you for that. That's really interesting. I love knowing what what lights people up outside their work. Back to leadership. So can you share your leadership journey and maybe some key milestones that have shaped your career? Yeah. So I started my business in twenty twenty. COVID. Uh, a tumultuous year for many. (laughs) Um, I was going through my second spiritual awakening and the career I previously held, I was a director. So that had inherent, you know, leadership uh, roles. And man, has that been helpful in the transition to the entrepreneurial space, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially when it comes to as being a business coach now, helping other coaches and healers build their brands, make more money. It almost necessitates showing up in the same capacity as I did when I was a director for my staff, you know, as their mentor, Mm -hmm. as it does for a lot of my clients that work with me. And so that skill set has really rolled over very well. Absolutely. So you said your second spiritual awakening. Can I ask about that if you don't mind? Yeah. What what is it? So um, spiritual awakenings, 
first off, sound like they'll be really enjoyable, but they're not. <laughs> um, they're not. So. I, I was expecting you to say, oh, it was amazing. <laughs> it was uh, awakening to me. Sounds like a, something, something enlightening and, and illuminating. But... Oh, it was a lot enlightening, but it wasn't enjoyable. So mm -hmm. um, the line of work I did uh, was more along the lines of political advocacy work. And I really loved what I did. I was like, man, I'm making so much change in the world. Mm -hmm. And then I started awakening to the idea of that exact quote that I shared with you, that La mm -hmm. Lao Tzu quote, that was actually a really formative part uh, theme in my transition out of the nine to five world and into what I do now was that it didn't really matter how many like policies were passed or facts were presented to people or what have you, because nothing was going to change until people started changing their own hearts. Yeah. So it was painful because I really believed in what I was doing professionally. And it was painful because, you know, my ego, my human self was like, wow, have I been wasting my time? Like there was a lot of, a lot of my identity was wrapped up in my career. I think a lot of people mm -hmm. do that. So it was almost like a part of who I was, was like fading off and dying off as this realization came in. Um, but I leaned into it and, and that's why I originally went to spiritual life coaching to help people find peace in their hearts. Um, and in many ways, I think I still do that too, because I work with other spiritual coaches, healers, and light workers who are trying to make the world a better place. So we're all kind of collectively working together to make that happen. Sounds really interesting. And I'm thinking of evolution and moving on and moving forward and, and that and constant change. And I think that's, that's what we do as, as coaches, as people, as you know, you evolve through life, don't you constantly change and having that awareness of that change and that pivot of stopping changing moving on and the fact that it had such a profound effect on you that you, you thought oh I've got to stop now I've got to reevaluate everything you believed in and mm -hmm. and make that change that, that's incredibly and brave if I may say yeah I, I, I like to say that to be an entrepreneur you don't have to be fearless but you do have to be courageous yeah yeah uh, yeah, you do, don't you? We, there's, there's a lot of risk taking going on. There uh, is. <laughs> I always say, I always say that there's a fine line between stupidity and bravery. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It it's a very very fine line. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, well, you know what? Fortune favors the brave, but you you don't know unless you try. Yeah. So were there any specific challenges that you faced? Um, so I suppose that was a challenge, but any any specific challenge specifically related to leadership? I think in terms of of any challenges related to leadership, it would probably be, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs experience this imposter syndrome at first, yeah. right? Like, who am I to help people on their you know, at that time, spiritual journey, you know, <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, making this big transition myself, but I'm a very spiritual person, which you probably gathered from what I call myself with my business. And so I had to remind myself, I would not be given these big tasks and feel these intuitive nudges to make radical leaps in my life if it were not meant for me. And, you know, I really think the most important part of being a leader is really about embodiment. Like, 
not being afraid to do the things that you would ask your clients to do. So, you know, even right now as a spiritual business coach and marketing mentor, I do not ask my client base or audience to do anything I've not done for myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like the idea of, you know, if you want your people to be in the trenches, you have to be in the trenches too. So luckily having the ovaries to take that leap <laughs> from, from what is my brain perceived as certainty into creating a very successful business for myself, that is leadership. And, and when I help others do the same thing, I'm not asking them to do anything that I haven't done myself. Yeah, absolutely. And you said something uh, that I picked up there, intuitive nudges and mm -hmm. imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome fascinates me anyway, but the fact that you said intuitive nudges you've got to listen to that you you de I definitely got to and and they just come from nowhere but you've got to be guided by that regardless of what that inner voice is saying oh who do you think you are but if that intuitive nudge is there you you've just got to go for it yeah and I like to think of our intuitive nudges as like a direct connection to source your higher power god whatever your special word is mm -hmm. it's a divine thing it's not going to make sense to your brain our brain pretty much exists to help us quote unquote say safe right mm -hmm. so it oftentimes uh we choose to do things or not do things because we perceive them as being the safer thing mm -hmm. but your intuition will often ask your brain to do things it doesn't feel comfortable doing. But that soft whisper that you get that seems out of nowhere, that's not out of nowhere. That is a direct connection to something very deep and meaningful that's trying to guide you into your path. Yeah, very interesting. I like reading about things like that. And, and it is all connected, isn't it? You've got your intuition and all of those things. So my next question, I'm interested in the role models that have inspired you and your leadership in your life. Do you have any? Oh my gosh. I did not prepare for this question. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Oh, off the top of your head is usually most revealing because you don't overthink it. Yeah. Um, Doesn't have to be famous. There's, I'm not going to say names because I'm going to keep my prior place of employment private. Mm -hmm. But I had a particular uh, manager there um, who was literally the kindest, but firm manager I ever had and you know he was he was no bs if my work sucked he'd let me know but if my dog had you know a random health thing pop up and I had to call him to work he was totally compassionate and he had this really like balanced perspective of work and taking care of yourself and I think that has influenced how I operate as an entrepreneur now and how I work with my clients. I encourage my clients to work hard. I'm sorry, but all the ease and flow BS out there is, in my opinion, a bunch of manipulative marketing. Mm -hmm. um, you have to work hard to make money as an mm -hmm. entrepreneur, particularly at the front end. So I encourage my clients to work hard, right? But if they say, I'm having a low energy day, we'll take it off. It's about balance. And I think mm -hmm. he helped me create like a really balanced perspective on, on work and showing up for yourself. And it's good to have that space to allow yourself to to be a human, to to see to the pets or or even to yourself, because if you're working somewhere with a lack of compassion um, and without the, in the heart of the business that looks after its employees, 
people don't hang around for very long, do they? And I think they, they can lose talent pretty quickly. So that's interesting that it was someone that 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 you were working with and maybe was a good mentor in your life and you've not you've not forgotten. Yeah. And then I would probably say I had a academic advisor in grad school and I couldn't I couldn't remember all the nuances. But, you know, I will say the two things that he and my previous uh, boss had in common was that they both pushed me to out of my comfort zone while knowing when to hold space for me when, you know, life was lifey. <laughs> and did you realize it at the time or was it only on reflection? Totally, totally did. Um, I immediately uh, thought of these people as mentors. Can you think of a specific instance where you turned a setback into an opportunity for growth? Oh man, I, I feel like when you're an entrepreneur, every day is an opportunity to turn a setback into growth. So, you know, entrepreneurship is all about showing up every single day in your business, even if it feels like it isn't working. And you're going to experience many moments as an entrepreneur where it feels like it isn't working, but you do it anyways. There is nothing that primes you for a growth mindset more than creating your business and having a business that hinges completely on uncertainty because it does. It's uncertain. And so I think that it's that mindset of, well, I don't know what's going to happen. I haven't reached my income goal this month. I didn't, my launch didn't fill up as many people as I wanted. And when that happens, you can either look at those circumstances and become a victim of your circumstances, or you can come a, become a victor of your circumstances and use those as opportunities to fine tune next time. And I feel like that is literally the cycle of entrepreneurship. If you're a successful entrepreneur is taking those experiences and choosing whether or not you want to fine tune them. And I feel like that's something I probably do quite regularly. And it's that constant machine. You've got to keep going, keep going, keep going. Mm -hmm. And it can be quite lonely sometimes because not a lot of people, but I think family and close friends, they don't quite fully know what it is you do. <laughs> so, <laughs> Or, you know, generally entrepreneurs, they've got a vague idea, but they're not 100% sure. So it's difficult to find someone close maybe to confide in on the, you know, the finer points of the problems that you're having. But I quite like the entrepreneurial, I like these groups that you can join. I like listening to podcasts and I really love it when someone's in the same space that I'm in and I can tune into a conversation and they're going through exactly the same things that I'm going through. Oh, a thousand percent. You have to be a part of a group if you're an entrepreneur. It's going to be a lonely road to walk by yourself. Even if you can clearly articulate what it is that you do as a business owner, people are not going to understand why you would want to take that perceived risk as a business owner unless they're another business owner. Yeah. That's the only other person because there's just something exciting that lights you up about it. I know that um, I am frequently a part of like group coaching programs or masterminds. I have my uh, a membership called The Cub which is very on brand with being a spiritual business, which, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they don't necessarily have to be very expensive things. It can be a, a lower cost thing, but by staying connected to other, you know, female, in my case, female entrepreneurs that are building, you know, large uh, empires that have a big impact in this world, you can maintain that energy of excitement because you always have someone to celebrate with talk to commiserate with and you really need that energy of excitement I feel like if you want to be able to 
continue to grow your business. We are the average of the five people we spend most of our times with after all. Yeah. And I think women in the entrepreneurial world, they're very, very good at that, aren't they? Coming together, celebrating, grouping. And yeah, even just with my limited experience, the the little pockets of support that are around, I I would be lost without them. And it it is brilliant to know that they're there and they will know without you having to go down the road of the long story of the problems that you're having, they will know immediately what it is that you're going through. Yeah, exactly. One of my, I live in the United States and one of my best friends lives in Canada and I've never met her in real life. We did like three back-to-back group coaching programs together and and we just kind of bonded. Now we like text all the time. Like you you definitely want to immerse yourself in those situations to create those connections. And you're right. Women are, we're good. We're good at being in groups. We're good at supporting one another. It's like a recipe for success. It is. It's incredible. And even just doing this podcast as new as it is, I'm talking to people all around the world and just having these natural conversations, getting to know people, being deeply curious about what lights them up. And and I'm sure I've found friends for life just just in this in this tiny little pocket of my world. But women are very good at this. Definitely. They do. They're very good at coming together and and lifting each other up. Mm -hmm. If you had a piece of advice to an aspiring female leader or your younger self, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. So (laughs) um, probably that the comfort zone is where your business dreams go to die. (laughs) That is true. That is true. (laughs) <laughs> I know that sounds harsh. I don't mean to sound harsh. But you've got to be uh, harsh. <laughs> it's not, you know what? Pete clients aren't going to come knocking on your door. Here, let me give you $1,000. <laughs> My most successful clients are a lot like me, where they lean into that uncertainty, right? They take that embodied leadership action. They do the things they're called to do. They behave like a leader and it's scary. I'm not saying it's not Mm -hmm. right. You know, my, my price ranges for my offers, you know, they, they truly range the people who work with me who really, you know, you go, you see that person, you really want to work with them. You're like, Oh, I really, I got to figure it out. That's what they do. They figure it out. They don't say this is too expensive. They say, let me figure this out and come back. And they come back. And it's not just with investing in themselves. That's how they navigate everything else too, right? Like, okay, well, this is, I don't feel like it's safe to quit my job yet, but I'm going to create this plan and quit by this date, right? They do the things that scare them. They they push against the edges of comfort consistently. Yeah. And it's interesting if you think of yourself in your former corporate role mm-hmm. and you think of yourself working to retirement age with that certainty and that comfort zone and isn't that dull yeah it <laughs> is it is dull uh funny you said that um <laughs> But I don't, I don't think everybody's necessarily hardwired to be an entrepreneur. And I think that's okay. I think that's definitely okay. But I enjoy the excitement of the unknown. Exactly. And, I, and I think that's really an important part of the mindset for yeah. this work. And, that, and that's a theme that I've, I've, I've seen just from talking to people through this podcast. And it's, it is it's the uncertainty, the comfort zone, the imposter syndrome, all of those things that come out. And in spite of all those things, we still mm-hmm. want to do it. And... <laughs> but everyone lights up and everyone talks about their struggles and it's lonely and I I have all these struggles but I'm still doing it tomorrow I'm still going to do it because they're addicted to 
the adrenaline, the buzz of success. And, and for me, I think the highs are really high, but that makes the lows really low. And you you, you constantly seek the highest highs. But I think it's a it's a it's definitely a, a characteristic of entrepreneurs that they keep coming back to to look for that particular thing. And yeah, not everyone can do it. That's that's absolutely fine. But when you see that that um you see that similarity in, in other people, it, it just it just makes me smile because it's not for everyone, really. It, it isn't, but it does make me smile when I see it in, in other people. So balancing all of these things in your life, uh, you mentioned balance early on. So how do you manage to keep a work life harmony or balance? How do you keep, how do you keep seeing? Oh, well, I don't think that's too challenging for me because I'm a huge introvert. (laughs) I know that's probably shocking because I'm so (laughs) colorful, but introverts just gain their energy by being alone. Right. Yeah, Yeah. So it doesn't mean I'm shy. I'm not shy. But I, I really enjoy being at home. So I think that probably makes it easy because I'm not trying to do a lot anyways. Um, but I think the biggest way I've learned to find balance in my business is I've been healing from chronic illness for the past six years. And nothing has taught me the value of listening to your body and knowing when to slow down than that. Mm-hmm. And I always make time to meditate every single day. And I always do my regular yoga practices and I maintain my mental and spiritual health because your internal reality creates your external reality. It's not the other way around. The external reality does not create the internal reality. So taking care of your emotional, mental, and spiritual health first and foremost, so that you can show up in your business in the way that you desire, that will inherently create the balance. Definitely. That is so true. And what's going on in the inside is a reflection of what, what's happening here. Yeah, that, that yeah, meditation is is a great way to to stop, switch off, refocus, rebalance. Yoga is is fantastic. One of my earlier podcasts was was with a yoga teacher and mm-hmm. she's she's been doing it most of her life. But you do you need to look after your your spiritual and and your emotional. But meditation for me, I, I do a little five minute one every day. I promise myself I'm gonna do more. So can you discuss a leadership challenge that required you to think outside the box or take an unconventional approach? And I'm asking you this question specifically because I think unconventional is is probably on brand for you. (laughs) Yeah, probably is. Actually, I like that you use on brand because that kind of got my gears turning here. So I think one of the ways that I have taken an unconventional role to leadership as a business coach in the online coaching and healing space is that I have specifically chosen not to be like everybody else and just be me. I'm caught. Okay. I, again, to, to bounce back real quick, to me, being a good leader is embodying what you, what you preach, right? You can't just preach. You have to practice what you preach. And I'm always uh, talking to my clients and I'm asking them as we, as we judge out their businesses, I'm like, what makes you uniquely you? What makes you stand out from the crowd? Why are you different than your competition? And then how can you bring that to the forefront of your business? The fact of the matter is it is a very competitive 
the space to build a business in. That doesn't mean it's impossible, but what that means is it's not a time to blend in and be like everybody else. The wonderful thing about you, Amanda, and me is there's only one of us and nobody else can be like us. So your brand should really highlight that who you are. Because when someone is hiring a coach or a healer or someone to work on with in an intimate one-on-one capacity, it's not like picking a soup can off the shelf. They're investing in a very intimate relationship. And so I think that one way that I have really uh, stepped out uniquely is by showcasing my brand as you mentioned, very colorfully, very uniquely. And the way that this solved a problem or a challenge was that right now I'm noticing, at least in my world, there's a surplus of, for lack of better words, luxury business coaches walking around in stilettos and exuding a certain image of of wealth. Mm -hmm. And my, my ego was like, I guess if I want to scale my business to seven figures, I have to be like them. But my spirit was like, or you could just really emphasize the unique parts of you that make you you. And so for me, what I did to make myself stand out and and not blend in with the crowd is to be the exact opposite of what other high level business coaches are doing. Yeah. And it's about being the authentic you. And mm-hmm. I and clients will see through that immediately because it it doesn't it doesn't line up with who you are. And there is always that pressure. You think, should I be like that? Is that how you're supposed to do it? But immediately everything just feels off kilter and you've got to go back to to being authentically you. And you're absolutely right. No one else can do us like we do us. And that's where the self-belief comes in and knowing what your skills are and identifying them and being brave enough to be aligned with those skills and going out there and saying well this is me this is what I'm good at this is my brand and yeah we were joking earlier in a previous podcast about um people earning seven figures sitting on a beach with their very expensive laptops and I'm thinking well I wouldn't take mine anywhere near sand (laughs) 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 so it's and you know how much of that isn't real and it it, it's not real but you (laughs) but you but in order to 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 get that attention to stand out if you are real it's it's there there's nowhere to hide and you've you've just got to be authentic and be yourself but it it does make it does make me laugh all these (laughs) all these things but yeah but but thank you for that it's um it's it's good to know that there's some still some authenticity out there but it it it, you can see how people can get swept up in that especially young people it worries me it really does it worries me that people think that and you know just going off topic on on social media on Instagram I I don't hammer it I I just do what feels natural but very often I'll I'll get very young men with less than 100 followers (laughs) pointing out what's wrong with my social media (laughs) and that, that that I need them yeah, I get that too. I get that too. Sometimes I get a little sassy and I pitch back to them. I'm like, really? Well, I'm a business coach. And when I teach people how to network with others, I don't teach cold DMing because that's a great way to repel potential clients. If you would like to work with me though and learn a way that works better, let me know. We can set up a <laughs> consultation call. <laughs> oh, it did, it did. It just made me laugh. And uh, yeah, you're maybe I should do that but it's fun it's fun everyone should do it yeah they should do it. but that's the hustle culture isn't it that's the I've got to go out there 
and yeah and it, do you know what it's never women <laughs> So it's these these very young I men that are some women. I do get some women. Yeah, yeah, I do, and I feel bad though. Also, like sometimes I'll be a little spicy and I'll pitch back to that them, and sometimes I like step back and I'm like, all right, they're just trying to make this work too, but they're going about it all wrong, very wrong. Yeah, and and we all have to learn. But I always think, you know what? Don't go in with a pitch with someone with a bigger presence than you, at least. You know, mm-hmm. go after someone a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so this is my final question for you, Alison. Okay. What legacy do you hope to leave as a leader and how do you measure the impact of your leadership? I hope that my legacy as a leader in the online spiritual coaching space is one that shows people that you can be authentic You don't have to write manipulative marketing copy and you can be a real person and still build a really valuable business that brings in a lot of money and that helps a lot of people. I could go, uh, I go on tirades on my social media about this sometime. Maybe you've seen it sometimes where social media, (laughs) I, I see unethical business practices all the time in the coaching industry right now you know, business coaches promising 1K days with ease and manifesting eight figures with ease. And people are very susceptible to this because they're, they they desire quick wealth so much. They have that, that urgency of quick wealth. And, you know, I'm not saying it's not possible because I've experienced some amazing money miracles over the past four years, but it paints this illusion that's common mm-hmm. for businesses to build wealth without muscle, grit, and time. And that's just mm-hmm. not the case. So I hope to be a voice of reason in this landscape where I'm seeing increasing unethical practices and also show people that you can build a ethical business business that brings in a lot of money by being you and learning the proper marketing and sales strategies to sign clients. Yeah. And I remember one of your posts stood out to me about selling and a lot of people don't like selling and it gives you the ick and it's this and it's that. And you said, I'm a businesswoman. It's my job to sell. And, and you, you just had this and I just thought she's absolutely right. What, why, why as business people do we not like selling? Because that's our job. That's what we want to do. And I loved it because it was concise to the point and it was just perfectly pitched. I thought it was fantastic, but absolutely right. You've got to put the, got to have the knowledge. You've got to put the work in and you've got to have substance to, to giving it all this and doing all the wonderful videos. And, and I will never lose that image in my head of the laptop on the beach. <laughs> <'Cause it's> t- <laughs> I don't want my laptop with me at all. I want like a mic <laughs> in my hand. I'm sorry. No, mine is mine's brand new and it's very precious to me. It's like <laughs> another child. I'm not working on the beach, y'all. Oh no, okay? I will not be working on the beach. Definitely not. Do you know what? If I can't do it on my phone, it's not it's not happening. Right. <laughs> but yeah it, it's the it's the illusion of yeah some people may be lucky and they make it you know money for whatever but there is no replacement for hard work constantly learning every day I'm learning and I, and I don't sit here yeah. uh, preaching that I I've got it all sussed and I know everything I'm here talking to people like you because I want to learn and I want to learn your story and I want to learn what, what your, about your insights because I I just want to constantly evolve and constantly absorbing everyone else's wisdom so 
It's been an absolute pleasure, Alison, talking to you. And I've really, really enjoyed it. So where can we find you on your amazing social media feed? So Instagram is my go-to place. I built my entire business through organic uh, Instagram marketing and sales. So hopefully you guys are on there and you can find me. My handle is spiritualbizwitch. So you can just type that in, find me, give me a follow, send me a message, say, hey, I'm friendly. And it's very pink. It's very pink, very <laughs> colorful. It uh, is. Oh, it's incredible. It's incredibly colorful, and it really jumps out. It it is a marketing genius. <laughs> so, thank you so much. I've I've absolutely loved it. It's been a real pleasure, and uh, I will hope to speak to you soon. But thank you so much, Alison. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening today, and special thanks to my amazing guest, Alison Grass. Tune in for the next episode for some more inspirational leadership stories and insights. And don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram at Coach Amanda Jane or visit my website, amandajane.co.uk. Bye for now.